We'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for February 1st, 2015. This is part two. And this next YouTube video, we're going to be just playing some portions of it, is entitled uh, Katy Perry Illuminati Goddess in the 2015 Super Bowl Halftime Show. So without further ado... Katy Perry also talked about her return from Saturn in a song called By the Grace of God, where she says, I was 27 surviving my return of Saturn. And this is another astrological concept where Saturn makes its orbit around the sun, and it goes into this idea that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger, and you can rise from the ashes like the phoenix. Now, the symbol of Saturn goes into all of these ancient beliefs that I won't get into right now, but some of the people that worship these deities of Saturn include the Carthaginians and the Phoenicians, which is why we see this happening at the University of Phoenix Stadium. It's at the 33rd degree of latitude, which is a line that... You see how we just covered that, but this is another confirmation on all of this? I mean, this is like really... This isn't by accident. ...versus the globe, and it also passes through not only Phoenix, but the city of Tyre, which is in Phoenicia. And it also passes through Baghdad, where the Tower of Babel was believed to exist. But the point is it passes through all these cities where these ancient cultures first kind of used these pagan ideas of sacrificing children to Moloch, this deity, in order to appease this god. And this is why you see all the symbols of the devil horns of the Mano Cornudo hand throughout all of the, uh, the music and film industries. Now, I've done a whole study on the hook'em horn sign, Mano Cornudo sign, devil sign, um... It, you can key in just Mano Cornudo or Hokum Horns or whatever sign, and you you can hear that audio I did a long time ago. Here's Katy Perry doing the uh, Hail Satan. Basically, it's called Hail Satan is what it stands for. It's the one where the two middle fingers are turned down and the and the two outer fingers are turned up, and then it's like the, the devil horns. And here's, here's her doing that with her tongue stuck out, which is something you see a lot of Miley Cyrus. You see that... Um, Oh, in Hinduism a lot, like with Kali, the goddess goddess of death will have their tongue stung out, st- stuck out like that. It's it's a uh, it, it is a satanic thing when you see those types of pictures. Another aspect we can look at is the night the Super Bowl is going to be on. It's going to be on February first, which is in Bog. It's a night of human sacrifice, which ties right into Moloch because that was the deity that everyone used to sacrifice people to. Last year, we saw Philip Seymour Hoffman as a potential Illuminati blood sacrifice on this night of Imbolg. And this Imbolg was also used as a night to celebrate this Celtic pagan goddess, Brighid, the High One. And, you know, Imbolg was dedicated to Brighid, and she was basically a transformation of the Roman and Greek goddesses of Minerva and Athena, because they were all known for their attributes of learning and using poetry, which is you know, appropriate and fitting because Katy Perry is a poet of sorts. So this is why we see the goddess ritual on Imbolg on February 1st at the Super Bowl. Katy Perry plays the role of the goddess Brigid, a.k.a. Minerva. Now, you may re- you might recognize Minerva the owl god from the Bohemian Grove cremation of care ceremony or possibly with Drake's OVO label. He's obsessed with the owl. Or maybe even Katy Perry herself when she's holding the owl in promotional images. And one last kind of interesting thing, Stephen Colbert refers to the Super Bowl as the superb owl. 
Could he know about this Minerva agenda? Another thing we want to look at is the promotion of this ritual because there was announcements that this is going to be an unprecedented multimedia global announcement. And we saw that there were triggered events uh, and launchings of a certain video and a Twitter handle and all this stuff that were set in motion on November 23rd. And that included the ad for the Super Bowl halftime performance with Katy Perry doing the, the hand with the all-seeing eye emphasize, the left eye right there. It's the, the, the moon goddess eye, which is the similar to when she was on the cover of V Magazine with Madonna, giving us the Illuminati triad claw over her one eye. Another interesting aspect is that Pepsi is sponsoring this, and they're pushing this whole you-only-live-once type stuff and this live-for-now mindset and this whole concept of dying young is what Keisha was trying to push back with her song Die Young, which got pulled off the radio waves after the Sandy Hook shootings. And she even went on record and said that she didn't even want to sing that song. She was forced to sing that song. Then you fast forward a couple years and she's talking about how her music producer was drugging and raping her. This is all indicative of the sickness within the music industry. Now, the idea that we live for the young is a, a push on Aleister Crowley's Aeon of Horus. He believes he ushered in this new age of Horus, which is the age of child god worship, and every man and every woman is a star. Well, that is why we see these online YouTube celebrities being f just as famous as actual celebrities, and people like Zoella selling books, the world's fastest-selling novel, and... So if we take a look at the promo video again, we see Katy Perry getting out of a UFO. Well, why did she do that? Well, if you go back to this occult magic stuff, there was a guy named Kenneth Grant who started this branch of a magic occult group called the Typhonian OTO. And he branched off Aleister Crowley. And the OTO was started by Aleister Crowley. Uh, Order Templar Orientis is what it stands for. It's a very high-level ritualistic type of black magic that many, many times requires uh, human sacrifice. And um, I, uh, <clears throat> I've told this story before about my mom's friend Betty that had a daughter that was in that and um, I tried to warn her and Betty was a witch. She was flat out a witch. Um, had like a black box that she told my mom if she ever died because I think my mom was like her only friend and if she ever died just get rid of the box don't open it whatever you do and was obsessed with like Merlin and, and um, Camelot and um, well she's just pitiful just she was pitiful and I I've, I got into conversations with her about Christianity and she would flat out say well, you know we're I'm a good pagan and I'm what I'm doing isn't wrong and you know, and her daughter joined the OTO in, in uh, California, and she, Betty was good buddies with the uh, the high priest there, and uh, her daughter turned up dead in a trunk one night, um, mutilated, from, from what I can remember, and she never, she never blamed, I told Betty, I'm like, I mean, I had to, I'm like, Betty, you realize she was sacrificed, that's what the OTO does. She wouldn't believe me no matter what I said. I'm like, I'm like Betty, I'm, I'm telling you, this is what the OTO does. Here's it off their own website. I printed out stuff for her. I said, listen, here's what they do. Here's what they believe. I mean, they believe some really... Some of the stuff they believe about 
salvation is so disgusting and blasphemous, I can't even repeat it. You know, it's so nasty. It's so, and I can't repeat it on air. And I, I printed out all the stuff and gave it to her. It didn't matter. She wouldn't believe me. But I guarantee you, she had either gotten out of line, this girl, or it was her time. And she was ritualistically, ritualistically sacrificed by the OTO. So this is, they were talking about here, is a, a branch off of the OTO. And use some of his Thelema stuff. But he basically focuses on communication with extraterrestrials. He evokes these spirits from another dimension. And they channel these deities using these high-profile rituals, which is what Katy Perry will be doing at the Super Bowl halftime show. This is why Katy Perry was in the music video E.T., the extraterrestrial. That's Katy Perry. And she's, she's got reptilian slits in her eyes. Okay, another, another very common theme. So they're communicating with these ETs. They're interbreeding with the... I did a whole study on this, on this video as well. And interbreeding with the ETs, um, becoming them, glorifying them, communicating with them. The ETs, the extraterrestrials, the aliens are here to bring us from our current state of humanity and usher us into this new world order, godlike state, our next step in evolution. And so this is, these types of videos are symbolic of that. Not to mention that Phoenix was also the location of the world's most well-documented instance of alien invasion with the Phoenix, Light, Phoenix Lights issue. And we saw the, the Phoenix mayor coming out and trying to play it off at a press conference and making a joke about it. Well, then years later, he comes out and says that, that he regrets even mocking it because he, he said it was real. I, I blocked it out because he uses DAMN, and so that's why I blocked this couple sound clips out. But... He, he the, the the Phoenix the mayor of Phoenix had come out where they had the the Phoenix light the the probably the biggest mass sighting of UFOs ever and and even he came out and said it was real. So that leads us into why why would the Illuminati want to do this? Well, it has to do with the the power of the Super Bowl. It's the most watched program on American television every year. Over a hundred million visitors. You get this large focus of energy. Okay. Again, a large focus of energy that is being funneled into witchcraft. Okay. Now, they had talked about at the start of that video about the hexagram, about the six-pointed star, which is not a good thing. It's not the star of David. It was never associated with Israel. Okay. This is something that's a modern aberration. This is something where they've been conned into believing. I did a whole study on this where I proved this. And it's called The Hexagram, The Mark of the Beast, and The Hebrew Roots Connection. It's a part one and two. I give you the links here um, and uh, in the PDF. It'll probably be on page three or four. And I'm just going to read you a little bit of the table of context. The Hexagram Star was mentioned and condemned by God of Israel in Amos... 526 and it was called by him the star of your god Molech or otherwise Chun reference was also made to the Israelites having the star of Rempham in the wilderness in Acts 743 by Stephen right before he was actually uh, sacrificed um, stoned to death Stephen all of these names refer to the god Saturn okay this hexagram star the six pointed star not the five pointed pentagram this is the six pointed 
Known now the name Saturn in Chaldee is produced Sater, but as every Chaldee scholar knows, consists of only four letters, S-T-U-R, which if you numerically add up the letters of this name, you have 666. This is from Alexander Hislop, page 269 in his book, I believe, The Two Babylons. So the letter S equals 60, the letter T equals 400, um, U equals 6, and uh, uh, R equals 400. And that adds up to 666. So now Saturn is also the sixth planet from the sun. It has six letters. And Saturn is also associated with Satan, which has a very similar spelling. So that just kind of ties into this as well. Now, I have done a ton of studies on the whole alien agenda. And what I've done for your convenience is I went through and... Um, I tried to gather them all together in, into one spot and post them here in this PDF. And so I have the study I did on July 18th, 2011, entitled Preparation for the Alien UFO Deception in High Gear, parts one through four with the PDF. And then a couple end time current event studies where I did, where I got into the alien agenda. And then the next study was called Vatican Easing Humanity Toward Alien Disclosure. Um, that's from 2008. And then the one I did in um, 2013, Eminent ET Disclosure in World Government. Then the study I did in 2009, the UFO Alien Phenomenon, The Next Great Challenge for the Church, Parts 1, 2, and 3. Then UFOs, Aliens, Fallen Angels, Nephilim, and the Days of Noah from 2007. Uh, another one entitled Strong Delusion, ETs, Aliens, UFO, Nephilim, and the Grenada Treaty, which is something that you might not be aware of. That's part one and two there um, that I gave you. And then I did a teaching, two-part teaching entitled Subterranean Secrets Revealed, Underground Bases in the Nephilim. Nephilim is the word that the giants are translated from in Genesis 6, which in Hebrew means the fallen ones. The Nephilim were the giants that were produced from the union of the fallen angels and women. And like the Bible talks about in Genesis 6, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wise off that they chose, and then these, these women bore them these giants, these Nephilim, these fallen ones. And you could say, well, no, that's the godly line of Seth, which, okay, if it's the godly line of Seth, why did it produce such a wicked, giant-like, giant unhuman offspring? doesn't even make any sense whatsoever. And then you look at, okay, well, let's look at usage. Where, where's the sons of God? Where's that term used at in the Old Testament? Not the new, the old. Okay, we'll just do a, a keyword search for it. You'll see, I believe, three or four other examples. They all occur in Job, and it's always in reference to angels. Always. That term. I understand in the New Testament, that term is used as, as a um, born-again Bible believer. But in the Old Testament... It is used in regard to angels, the sons of God. And this is before they fell. Okay, Once they fell, they were not the sons of God anymore. But when they were looking upon the daughters of men, they hadn't fallen yet. Then they fell, and then they were fallen angels. They wouldn't have been referred to as sons of God. Fact remains is they were, they were angels. They interbred with, um, with humans, with the human women. And you'd say, well... There's no evidence in, in the New Testament of that whatsoever. Oh, yes, there is, actually. You, you, all you have to do is look at Jude, verse 6 and 7. And the angels, these are the angels that the Bible talked about. 
Genesis 6, okay? Now remember, I just gave you a plethora of teachings where I go into this in depth. I'm just going to give you a cliff note version of this. The angels, which kept not their first estate. What was their first estate? Heaven. What does that word estate mean? Abode. Home. Okay, I'm giving you the underlying meanings of what it actually means. So the angels, they kept not their first estate, okay, but left their own habitation. These are the angels that fell in Genesis 6. He hath reserved in everlasting chains under the darkness, under the judgment of the great day. Even, okay, so now we're going to get a, we're going to get a similar comparable um, parallel analogy now. In verse 7, so even as Sodom and Gomorrah, they're comparing Sodom and Gomorrah to the angels which left their first estate. Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, remember this is a parallel example, giving themselves over to fornication. What did the angels do in Genesis 6? Well, they saw the daughters of men, they took them wives, all that they chosen, the wives bore them giants. Well, obviously that's a sexual Sin in God's eyes, okay? Angels are not meant to, to mate or procreate with human women, okay? Just like men are not meant to be with men sexually and women are not meant to be with women. Now, God annihilated Sodom and Gomorrah in the cities in like manner because that was going on. That's what God thinks of homosexuality. And he doesn't change. He, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So this is a really, really grievous thing to God, whether it's homosexuality or whether it's angels mating with human women. It is a grievous, grievous thing, and God annihilates those, uh, those um, wherever that is taking place eventually. I mean, he had to wipe out the whole earth with a flood. It had gotten so bad. Okay? So... Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication and going after strange flesh. See, the angels going after a human woman was going after strange flesh, just like a man going after a man is strange flesh. It's, it's, it's out of order. It's not right. It's not something they should be doing. Going after strange flesh are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. So I mean that's just one of the of the proofs that that angels these these angels fell and mated with human women and bore them giants. I mean the Bible's very clear on it. You know, you don't even need the book of Enoch to prove this. You don't need that. You don't need any other extra the book of Enoch, the first parts of it will will tend to shed light on that. And I only recommend the one that's the uh blue hardcover that that has the parallel verses with the King James Bible. It was it was translated by Baptist uh, Press. It's the only one I've I've ever and I don't say it's canon. I don't say it's 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 equal with the Bible, but the Bible does refer to the Book of Enoch. Okay, I think on like two occasions, you know. So to say all the Book of Enoch is just garbage. Okay, fine. You don't. I don't even need the Book of Enoch. I, I, there's enough other verses in there to prove that this actually happened. And as it was in the days of Noah. What was going on in Noah's day? If you took a news crew back, what was the major story? If you came back, I mean, yeah, you could say the flood was, but I'm talking before that. What led up to the flood? What caused the flood? Okay. Giants. Fallen angels procreating with human women. This defiled the land. 
they defiled the flesh. They literally were trying to defile the seed line of mankind. They were trying to corrupt the DNA so that the Savior could not come through mankind as had been predicted in Genesis, I believe, 3. That was why it was happening, or at least in part. You kill all the humans, well, then there's no savior for humanity. You, you defile their DNA. Well, Jesus, Jesus Christ isn't going to come back and die on the cross to save a bunch of hybrid Nephilim, to save a bunch of, of, of non-human entities. He, he, he's not going to do that. That's why he had to preserve the animals and the people on the ark because their DNA hadn't been corrupted. And he had to essentially start over. That's why that all had to happen. It wasn't because God was trying to be cruel. He had no choice. I mean, if, if, if it had gone on another hundred years, they would have got to, to um, and, and no one them would have died then, or maybe they got to know and killed them. There would have been nobody left that hadn't been defiled, or at least maybe in God's eyes that, that wouldn't have sold out to Satan. Anyway, the, 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 um, the studies that I just went over, and I'm not even, I didn't get done listing them all, go into this in detail over and over and over again. And, um, but the cemeteries, they teach it's the godly line of Seth that they were in reference to that bore them. This is the reason they all had giants. It's, it doesn't make any sense. It makes no sense at all. It's laughable. So, anyway, the, um, then I have another study called The Return of the Nephilim, Hollywood Preparing the Way. And then another one, Nephilim, Sons of God, Fallen Angels, Demons, Evil Spirits, Tartaros, which is a special compartment of hell for the fallen angels, the sons of Seth and the daughters of Cain. Those theories, we explore all that in this study. So I've tried to really, over the years, hit this from every possible conceivable direction. Uh, and then... I did a end time current event Bible study on um, 127-2013 where I had parts 2, 3, and 4 also got into this. So I've done a ton of studies on this. They're all here under in one spot that you can reference if you haven't, if this is like the first time you've ever heard this. Now, another thing that, that we were talking about here was the whole um, ushering in the New World Order, ushering in the Antichrist, usher, ushering in the false prophet. And what has to go into that? A lot of massive amounts of, of witchcraft and um, obviously a, uh, a global public that is willing to receive the Antichrist and false prophet and worship them as their gods, essentially. So that's going to take a lot of strong delusion. That's going to take a lot of demonic fallen angelic blinding of the masses and um, one of the candidates or one or one of the um, candidates for Antichrist one of the candidates for being a major player in this end time delusion is Maitreya he calls himself Lord Maitreya and I've talked about him done many studies I give you the studies on that I'm not saying he's the Antichrist I do think though that Maitreya and the Ascended Masters they're this cadre of of um, supposedly enlightened beings are going to play a major part in this end time deception. And of all entities that we see the United Nations and the world governments getting behind, that they're in their own um, uh, writings pointing to, the United Nations in particular actually sponsored Maitreya's website, 
and I'm sure still do. They just do it behind the scenes. They actually literally put it up originally. Um, they're pointing to Maitreya and these ascended masters for the um, coming, ushering us into this new world order. This one world government, this one world political system, this one world economic system that the Bible predicts. So Maitreya, right off his own website at Share International, it says, many now expect the return of their awaited teacher, whether they call him the Christ, the Messiah. Now, the Christ to the Christians, the Messiah to the Jews, the fifth Buddha to the Buddhists, the Krishna to the Hindus, and Imam Mahdi, which is the, um, the um, ones that the Muslims are awaited. These are their awaited saviors, okay? Also known as the 13th Imam, I believe. Millions now know that the one who fulfills all of these expectations, Maitreya, the world teacher, is already living among us and is gradually emerging into full public recognition. Maitreya has not come alone, but with a group of wise men, the masters of wisdom. Why don't, why don't they call themselves the masters of disaster? They could be like a, a pro wrestling team, like an ascended master pro wrestling team, and they could come out and have like multiple tag team wars, maybe against one another, because I guess nobody could really go against them. Maybe like Andre the Giant could. I don't know. Anyway, I'm just bouncing some stuff off, y'all. Anyway, so the masters of wisdom who have long worked from behind the scenes as the inspirers, teachers and guides of humanity, they are returning to the everyday world to help us solve our most critical problems. Their priorities. Maitreya has formulated a number of simple priorities that demand immediate and worldwide attention. Now, see... Yes, the false prophet and the antichrist are going to come with all signs and lying wonders and miracles. Motivated by witchcraft, or, or with the jet fuel for all that is witchcraft. That's what's going to make all that happen. But they're also going to come with a very nice tickle your ear. The Bible talks about him coming as a man of peace. Um, he's going to seem like the greatest thing since sliced bread. Most likely they're going to be the ones that end World War III. Get everybody playing nice, even Muslims and Jews playing nice, all on the same page. They're, the whole world's going to marvel at the beast and say, who else could do such a thing but the beast? Who else could get Muslims and Jews and all the world religions playing uh, nicely together in the same sandbox? Who else could do such a thing but the beast? Okay, and, th and this is how he's going to come. He's going to come, and Satan is always you know, the most subtle beast of the field. He's not going to come... With like horns, a, 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 a hoof, you know, hooved, cloven hooves, and in a, a pitchfork and a pointy red tail. That's not how he's going to come. This goes on to say, this is right off Betray's website. These cover the essential needs of every man. Now, these are the these are the simple priorities that demand immediate attention worldwide. Okay. These cover the essential needs of every man, woman, and child. An adequate supply of food, housing for all, access to health care and education as universal rights. Another top priority is the restoration of the environment. Now, can you imagine if these entities come along with all the suffering in the world, with all the poverty, with all the starvation, that, that true, true enough, that the Illuminati has caused this. I mean, the depopulation agenda, the wars that have been... We, we just talked about how we're... Uh, America so much behind funding ISIS and these types of things. Can you imagine if these group of enlightened beings or whatever came and said, oh, listen, you got all this corruption, you got all... No, we're, we're going we're to... What we're going to give you is, you know, uh, we're going to supply all your needs, every man, woman, child, food, housing, access to healthcare, education. Man, people are going to just 
line up in droves. Then you're going to have the signs, line, wonders, and miracles to top that off, like the satanic cherry on top of the satanic Sunday. Okay, people are going to fall for this hook, line, and sinker. Most people. Um, Maitreya will inspire us to create a new civilization based on sharing and justice, freedom and peace, so that they may have the basic necessities of life in a world free and and want in war, free of war. Now, remember, if he comes in, in there are the instrumental things that supposedly stop World War III, it's going to appear as though he's really backing up what he's saying here. Stop World War III, I got a nice house, I got health care, I got food, I got water. This guy's great. Where do I sign up? I'll, I'll take the mark of the beast. I'll worship this guy. You know, I mean, this is pretty much what they're banking on. Now, we also see here, I posted a picture here of um, the, uh, the the sign of, the, this is one of the main symbols of Maitreya. And it's, it's the hexagram, said the six-point star. And on each one of the points, it has a different symbol for different religions of the world. Um... One's for Jews that has the hexagram, and a, a big hexagram, and then on each point it has like a hex. One's a hexagram, one's a cross, one's the the um, moon, the the uh, crescent moon with uh, for the uh, Islamic religion. So anyway, that if you want to see what the symbol looks like, it's it's here in the uh, PDF. So let's go further here. So this is off his website. Maitreya has been based in an Asian community of London since July of 1977. Um, gradually emerging into full public view. Uh, he's a hot dog vendor, actually, in London. He, he sells the footlong chili cheese dogs. And uh, he's, that's what he's been doing to make a living, you know, up until the time when he actually proclaims himself to be, you know, the Christ and the satanic antichrist anyway just kidding so artist author and lecturer benjamin krem has for 40 years been preparing the way for this extraordinary event in december of 2008 mr krem announced that in the very near future a bright star would appear in the sky visible throughout the world night and day heralding the imminent appearance of Maitreya. in his first interview on a u.s major tv network within weeks reports from all over the world of an unusually bright star often seen moving and changing color began to appear in the media and on the internet. You can see the reports here. Now, I've done individual studies on all of these things that I give you the links to where where we talked about this when it was happening or shortly thereafter. On January 14, 2010, Benjamin Krem announced that Matreya had given his first interview on an American television and that millions had heard him speak both on the television and the internet. You know, I, I just really like to see an, a, a post to the interview. It's the thing with, with Benjamin Krem in this. It's always like, you know, yes, this happened, but there's no proof of it anywhere. You know, it was some nebulous figure that had some interview that wasn't recorded, but yet millions saw him. Where's the proof? You know, so, I mean, there's not, it's not that I'm not skeptical. I think a lot of these things, though, many, much of the time is that Satan has an agenda. Satan has maybe a plan and God just keeps throwing monkey wrenches into it. So he wants to, he wants a certain thing to happen. They want to have Maitreya come out, but God is withholding that or keeping that from happening. And as more people are made aware of these things and more people pray about it, the, the odds of that, of of monkey wrenches being thrown into Satan's plans are greater. And this is a big reason I have this ministry. 
Uh, so it says Mr. Krem explained he was introduced not as Maitreya, the world teacher, the head of the spiritual hierarchy, but simply as a man, one of us. In this way, he ensures that men follow and support him for the truth and sanity uh, of his ideas rather than for his stats. I like it how they're capitalizing his, like he's some uh, deity now. Uh, he spoke earnestly for the need of peace, achievable only through the creation of justice and the sharing of the world's resources. Yeah, 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 whatever. It's all tickling your ears garbage is all you're going to see. This monster is going to be worse than, than, than Hitler, Pol Pot, Stalin, Mao Zedong, any Obama all combined together. Okay, this is the this is most likely either the false prophet or antichrist or, or very close to the t- top of the food chain there. Matreya has now given 146 television interviews, none of which I've ever seen. Okay, I'd really like to know which one it was. As of October 2014 in America. Mexico, Brazil, Russia, and China. And more expected to take place around the world. Yeah, okay, well, why don't you show me, please? Anyway, Matreya's open mission has begun, and he himself has said, soon, very now soon, you will see my face and hear my words. Now, I'm not saying that because I don't think eventually... These ascended devil masters aren't going to make their big debut. But I just think that God's throwing a lot of monkey wrenches so it looks like they have egg on their face. And God's just showing them to be the liars that they are. You know? Anyway, goes on to say, When men shall see me, this is Matreya's final quote, When men shall see me for the first time and know me for what I am, they will find themselves changing inwardly. Many will, for the first time, return to the joy of childhood. So if men, if you're in your living room, and let's say you're not even in a good mood, and all of a sudden you just want to start frolicking in the field, you know what I mean? Or or running around the front yard and rolling in the grass and and just acting like a kid, you know, and, and frolicking everywhere. Just remember, you might have just been touched by the Matreonator. I'm telling you, because he said it right here. He says, many will, will, for a time, return to the joy of childhood and find the world a better home thereby. I'm convinced. I mean, where do I sign up? Many will feel strengthened in their desire to serve and place themselves in the forefront of change. Oh, These are the ones on whom I shall call for the task of replenishment of, of man's spirit and joy. Wow. Believe, if you can, that I am with you, ready to use my strength on your behalf. Believe, if you can, my friends. And he even capitalizes my friends, like my friends, he capitalizes the M. This is, this is what an ego this devil has. Believe, if you can, my friends, that I am eagerly awaiting the day of my open return. End of quote. That was from Matreya, the world teacher, October 7th, 2014. Share dash symbol international.org if you want to check out the site and they have all kind of their occult reading list that they have up there it's all they recommend you read Madame Blavatsky and Alice Bailey and all of the uh, women that transchannel demons in order to write all of these books you know and, and that's their recommended reading list so that's that's that um, so you have that is I haven't covered this subject in a while and I thought this was kind of an appropriate time to kind of revisit some of this Okay, so what I did is, if you've never heard about any of this, I, I just briefly covered that. Um, I've done a lot of different teachings on Maitreya. And um, one I did in two th- way back in 2007, I give you the links here on the PDF, Lord Maitreya, the Antichrist, part one, two, three, and four. I'm not saying he is. I'm just saying he is a candidate, okay, uh, for that. And just to give you a little 
background. In this teaching, I will be taking a shocking in-depth look at Maitreya, aka Devil Betraya, which is what we always like to refer to him as, to see what part he and his ascended master crew will most likely play in the end-time deception the Bible so clearly predicts. For a preview to this teaching, um, you can go to this particular link at Share International. And um, since 1988, Maitreya has appeared miraculously throughout the world, mainly to Orthodox religious groups, presenting in the simplest terms the great spiritual laws governing our lives. And though steadily increasing signs and spiritual manifestations now widely reported in the media, he is preparing them for his imminent appearance. The day of declaration in which, now this is the day of declaration, in which Maitreya will demonstrate his true identity. The international television networks will be linked together and Maitreya will be invited to the world to speak. We will see his face on television, but each of us will hear his words telepathically in our own language as Maitreya simultaneously impresses the minds of all humanity. Now, can you imagine if this devil is able to pull this off? And I really do believe with enough witchcraft going out there, you know, they could do this. And now, not only that, but all of the uh, technology they have, you know, where you can actually simulate this type of... And I've got into that in previous teachings. The whole skull to brain... Um, how you can hear voices in your head. They have that technology already here. So at the same time, hundreds of thousands of spontaneous healings will take place throughout the world as you're hearing Maitreya's voice in your head. Okay? And so um, you'll hear Maitreya in your head saying, eat a McDonald's, order a Big Mac, or something like that. And then simultaneously, there's going to be spontaneous healings taking place throughout the world. So, I mean, that's going to be pretty impressive. You know? Uh, anyway, sorry. But, yeah, that's what he's claiming that he's going to do. Now, the next one, and this is also one that heavily relates to this, it's entitled, um, the study I did, February 1st, 2009, Deception of Foot Maitreya and Master Jesus, also known as Esau Emmanuel Sananda. Now, this is the long-haired, Adonis-looking Jesus that we'll typically see in churches or in the Catholic Church and these types of things. Okay, it's not what Jesus looks like. Those were originally started by... Um, well, I give you the history. I've given you the history in recent. Michelangelo played into it, um, but I believe his name was Cesar Borrega. He was the uh, son of a, of a pope, and that was the actual image that was painted. And they said, "This is Jesus. You know, this is what he looked like." And this was like hundreds of years after Jesus had died. So, um, don't believe that. Uh, Anyway, this is a whole study on this master Jesus, one of these ascended masters that's going to come back with Maitreya. Share, um, now, this is from uh, 2009. It says, Share International. And this was actually happening then. I think they really wanted to roll this out back in 2009. I never saw a more concerted effort for this to happen other than this particular time in 2009. But it didn't happen. And I really believe it is that God did not permit it to happen. It might have been on Satan's timeline, but it wasn't on God's. And I believe there was enough prayer going up that stopped this. Share International is now advertising Maitreya's emergence on the History Channel, Rush Limbaugh, Nancy Grace, Anderson Cooper 360, and the Wall Street Journal. I heard the commercials. I mean, a ton of my listeners heard them or saw them advertise. They were literally advertising on I mean, these are like History Channel, Rush Limbaugh, Nancy Grace, Anderson 3 Cooper, Wall Street Journal, reputable 
supposedly reputable secular media were advertising for Maitreya's emergence. This was going on back in 2009. Maitreya seems to have a strangely similar share and save the world agenda to that of purpose-driven pastor Rick Warren in his global PEACE plan, plan, which I've also covered in previous teachings, and also President-elect Barack Obama with his global, global Poverty Act and Universal Service Plan. Men who apparently have no aversion to working with any or all the world religions or non-religions to, quote, save the planet. Share International says Matre is coming with the satanic counterfeit Master Jesus. This is what Share International is saying, which is Matreya's website, which was United Nations sponsored. Okay, In collaboration with Matreya, the Master Jesus is deeply interested in unifying the religious thought of East and West. According to the plan, this will lead to a one universal church. So he is going to be, this Master Jesus is going to be really primarily responsible for uniting the world's religions, but particularly with uniting the Christian religions initially to get them all on the same playing field. Okay? Um, According to the plan, this will lead to a one universal church uniting all peoples into the one humanity. It is forecast that Master Jesus will yet occupy the chair of the Pope of Rome. What better place to unite all the world religions? particularly ones that have a Christian veneer. And from that seat, he will then be able to re-inspire and reorient the whole field of Christian religion, diverting it from its present political and temporal trends toward a more spiritual approach. He's going to tell you that you got the Bible all wrong. Don't believe in it. Believe in what I'm telling you. So again, you better be rooted in the Word of God. You better you better be rooted in, in, in your faith needs to be rooted in the, in the Lord Jesus Christ. The Bible says, they that endure to the end, the same shall be saved. He that overcometh will I give unto. The Bible talks about that a lot in Revelation. You know? and, and so this is called the testing of your faith. To see if you're going to maintain faith through the trials and tribulations, through all the deception. Remember, the Bible says that there's going to be many false prophets and, and um, you know, the Antichrist and, and, and false preachers and teachers and all of these things. And if it were possible, they, these false devils, shall deceive the very elect, if it were possible. So just, you need to be on guard and always understand that we're going to be under a, uh, the, the amount of deception. If you think it's bad now, it's only going to get a lot worse. Especially with the signs and line wonders and miracles. That, a lot of people are going to fall for this stuff hook, line, and sinker just based off that. So, um, it goes on to say, could you explain the relationship between the disciple Jesus and Maitreya the Christ? And this is from Share International's website. And their answer is, by the occult process of overshadowing, the Christ, Maitreya, took over and worked through the body of Jesus from baptism onwards. So what they're saying is that Jesus, when he started his ministry, when John the Baptist baptized him, and he started his official ministry. He went from there, he fasted, and then, and then you know, the three and a half years where he did all the miracles and, and these types of things. Jesus Christ, they're saying that the only reason he was able to do that is because Maitreya overtook him and worked through the, his body in those last three and a half years. So these blasphemous devils have to take credit for that as well. This is pure blasphemy okay so and then um we've got the study i did 
entitled George Norrie Interviews Benjamin Krem. Matreya's Emergence in the Star Science, a part one and two study. It's, no, it's part three. And the table of contents reads, Here the recent 731.09 interview that caused George Norrie to become physically ill, causing him to stop interviewing Benjamin Krem. This is like the Pied Piper. This is like the John the Baptist from Atreya, Benjamin Krem. George Norrie had to stop the interview with Benjamin Krem. This has never happened to Mr. Norrie in his plus 5,000 interviews. Now remember, this guy interviews witches and warlocks and occultists all the time, George Norrie. But only the Benjamin Krem interview, he had to stop. He couldn't keep going. He was so shook up. You will also see that this happened to many of his listeners as well that were listening to the interview. You can actually hear the interview. I believe I play it. He had to stop it. Listen as Krem discloses that the heralding end of Maitreya is not by a star as he has proposed in the past, but rather the supposed star will be in our four separate gigantic UFOs that will appear in four distinct quadrants of the Earth. Huh. Where have I heard of that before? District 9... And all these other sci-fi shows where these UFOs show up over our major planet. Oh, V? Yeah, that was another one. And then that, the last part of it, we, we will be looking at how Hollywood movies like District 9 and the upcoming miniseries V are preparing the masses for this very exact scenario. So, I'm just telling you, if nothing, if, if nothing is to come of all this, boy, they've sure wasted a lot of effort. Hollywood and Satan and everybody's wasted a lot of effort if nothing's going to come with this. Here's a picture here of Maitreya, a real one, from when he made his appearance in Kenya. Uh, one of the more ones where he looks really, really evil. Um, and then I also did a study on 2007, Mars, Lord Maitreya, the Ascended Masters, and Strong Delusion. i give you that. Links to that as well. Okay, so I'm, I'm out of time for part two. So I'm going to stop here. We're going to go to part three next.